Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about getting the hookup. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean hooking up with someone. I mean, getting the hookup. And what I mean by that is like at one point in time, and this was, you know, not too long ago, but back in the day, I guess this qualified for a back in the day type of story. But you would ask people to give you a hookup on things. And what I mean by getting a hookup is getting something for free or a discount. Example, you go in the barbershop. And, you know, you're just chilling and minding your own business conversations going on. And then somebody comes into the barbershop and they happen to be selling DVDs of the Star Wars movie. The Star Wars movie that is currently out in theaters at that particular time. So instead of paying, I don't know, $50 for a couple of tickets and popcorn and drinks to go see Star Wars at the movies. You could get a hookup in the barbershop, get the DVD for like, I don't know, five dollars <laughs> and you could see Star Wars for five dollars. So, you know, back in the day, that was that was like, you know, what we would classify as getting getting a hookup. You get something for free or you get something, you know, at a very discounted price. Um, and I want to be very careful in. Uh, telling this story on this podcast because I don't want to try snitch on myself. <laughs> but I think the statute of limitations has, you know, oh, let me look around. I, I think the statute of limitations are up, so I'm not technically dry snitching on myself, but let's keep this on the hush. Anyway, <laughs> um, I got to thinking, man, about like just things that I got to hook up on. I remember uh, and this was a <laughs> this was a nice little hustle we ran in college, man. I mean, picture this. It's the 90s. Your boy. I'm in school. I'm at South Carolina State University. What up, germ? <laughs> and um, I'm in college, man. So I don't have any money, of course. You know, I'm a broke college student at a historically black black college. And I remember um, I had a pair of sneakers, right? And my mom bought me these sneakers and they were Nike. They were like Nike Air or something. I don't know what it was. And um, <laughs> I remember, you know, just kind of thinking to myself like, man, it would be nice to get some new sneakers. But. I didn't have any money and the sneakers that I had were pretty nice, but you know, I wanted some more. I wanted some, I mean, like you, I mean, come on, just understand this is the nineties. You, you had to have fresh gear, like your gear always, especially on a black college campus, you had, your gear had to be tight. So I actually, so I had those sneakers and then I bought another pair of kicks or at least my, I think my mom or my dad bought me a pair of kicks and those are, those are nice. So I, and I, for me, primarily, I just wore Nike. I ain't really wear too many other 
name brands on my feet. It, well, when it came to when it came to sneakers, it was just Nike, right? So my mom bought me a new pair, and then I had this pair. It was black and white. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Let's just say the the pit. They were like the Penny Hardaway joints. So um, one day I'm sitting in the dorm, and my man Mo comes through, and Mo was like, "Yo." You ever think about sending those shoes back to Nike? <laughs> what the hell you mean sending them back to Nike? I just got them. And um, he was like, nah. He said, what you can do is you can call Nike and tell them you have a defective Nike product. And they'll make you fill out a form and you can send the shoes back and you'll get a new pair of shoes word <laughs> so the black and white pair of uh penny hardaway joints that i had they weren't they weren't new but they weren't old either like i had had them for a couple of months didn't really wear them that much but um you know uh so what i did was you know at the uh at, at the advisement from my boy mo he said to send them back. So I had to prove somehow that they were defective. So I, and I'm nervous about this. I'm like, he was like, look, the worst that can happen is they'll tell you that, you know, they won't accept your shoe. And I said, well, if the shoe has been worn, how can I tell them that I have a defective Nike product? And he said, I tell you what, you got an air bubble in the shoe, right? And this is when the air bubble were really, really, um, you know, prevalent in most of Nike shoes. And so I said, yeah, it's air bubble in the shoe. He said, I'll tell you what, go get you a straight pin. <laughs> get you a straight pin and punch a little small hole in the air bubble and send it back and see what happens. <laughs> now, he told me that he had done the same thing, but he hadn't gotten his shoes back. So I'm like, man, this is crazy. And if I punch this hole in this bubble and I send it to Nike and then they send me my shoes back and tell me to get the hell on. Now I got a hole in my shoe. And, you know, it's just I mean, and the air bubble is not necessarily for those of you listening who may not have been around in the 90s. The air bubble in your shoe wasn't really, really a bubble. So if you punctured a hole in the shoe, it wasn't going to make your shoe go flat or something like that. Right. So, you know. Mo said, hey, this is what you do. So I called Nike. <laughs> I called Nike. Hey, this is 12 Kyle. Uh, I have a defective Nike shoe product. Oh, yeah, Mr. Kyle, what's what's wrong with your shoe? I was like, I don't know. It just I said, I think I have a hole in my air bubble. And it was like, OK, well, send us the shoe. So they sent me a they sent me this form to fill out in a return box to send the shoes in and everything like that. So I filled it out, punched the hole, the little the small hole in the shoe, sent it back. And once I sent it back, I was waiting maybe about it's about they said it'd take like two to four weeks. Well, while I'm waiting, Nike sends Mo back his shoes. And he opens the box and he has a brand new pair of sneakers. I was like, yo, is that for real? He's like, yeah, man, he's like, I got I got these new joints. So he has some new, I think he got like the junior say out joints. And all my sneakerheads know exactly what I'm talking about. So he had the junior say out joints. 
So I was like, word. And I was like, oh, snap. So sent mine off. I'm waiting. So I'm thinking and I'm thinking, you know, just my luck. <laughs> they'll see this hole and they'll be like, man, get the hell out of here. And they'll send the shoes back. They sent the shoes back. I got a pair of Air Jordans. <laughs> so I got the hookup. So I was blown away because it's like, here it is. I didn't pay anything. Well, I mean, technically, I didn't pay anything for the shoes that I sent back because my mom had purchased them for me. And those shoes were like, I don't know. I'm guessing $80. And now I got these Jordans that are probably worth maybe about $130, $140 at the time, maybe $150 at the time. Like, and I'm killing it because it's like these Jordans, these J's go with everything that I got. So I'm really going to be fresh on campus. So I was like, yo, this is dope. And so me and Mo, <laughs> for the better part of the next three years, <laughs> we never paid for any Nikes. We would always just send them back. We punch a hole in the in the shoe and send them back, and they never caught on. Never. I mean, like a couple of times, I had to change my name. So instead of being Twelve Kyle, I was Kyle Twelve. I was, you know, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you I'm, what my aliases were, but I, I, you know, I had different aliases. I always use my last name, but I would change different, you know, because there was nothing, there was nobody there to verify you are who you said you were. But man, I, that, we ran that hustle, man. I, and I had like the Deion Sanders joints. I had the Junior Seau joints. I had Jordans. I had like, I literally from that point on for about, three years I didn't pay <laughs> for one pair of sneakers like every time I get a pair I keep them for a little while punch a hole in them and send them back and Nike never caught on never now for the record I didn't do it if anybody from Nike's listening I didn't do it it wasn't me <laughs> but yeah man that's what it's about it's about getting a hookup um oh another way I used to get the hookup uh, CDs, man, listen, CDs. I mean, when you think about it, particularly for those of you who weren't, uh, either alive or old enough to remember CDs, but CDs were a big thing. And when you were a music head like me, I mean, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know that I love music, but I couldn't afford to buy. I mean, again, I'm in college. I'm, I can't afford to buy CDs like that. Maybe, yeah, if Illmatic comes out, I can buy Illmatic. But I can't afford to buy Illmatic one week and Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music the following week, which is actually which is actually what happened to me because those albums came back. Those albums came out on back to back weekends, and you know, if, if a CD was ten dollars, I mean. <laughs> Okay, I got twenty dollars, so it's it's like, what are you gonna spend? Are you gonna drop all of your money on these two CDs and not have you know some some money for snacks or you know maybe you want to go out and grab something to eat on the weekend? You know, so it, it was about trying to balance and and budget your time and your money. And you know, unlike now, I couldn't just push a button and just listen to whatever I wanted to listen to. You actually had to physically buy an album, so. I started getting hooked up on CDs. How I did that was my man, <laughs> he worked at the record store, right? 
Shout out to record stores. Um, my man worked at the record store. So, again, <laughs> at the advice of my boy Mo, <laughs> Mo said, well, look, such and such works at the record store. And he can hook you up if you go holler at him and let him know what you need. And I said, well, what's the hookup? He said, well, how he does it is you pay for one CD. He'll drop five in the bag. You just tell him what you want. He'll drop five in the bag and you only pay for one. And then, you know, after he gets off work, you know, you slide him a couple of dollars, whatever the case may be. Word. (laughs) So I remember going into this store, this record store and. Lo and behold, I hit my man up before I went in there and I was like, yo, I'm going to come through about three o'clock. He's like, all right, bet. And so when I came in, he walked from behind the counter. He was like, look, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm in here. Everything good. He was like, just he said, just get one. He's like, and then get the other five and, you know, tell me what you want. And he's like, I'll put them in the bag for you. So I told him <laughs> I came with like five hip hop CDs and. You know, I paid like I think the CD that I actually purchased was like nine ninety nine, so I played paid for that. Boom, and then he dropped the other five in the bag. Boom, so I'm walking out of there six CDs, <laughs> and I've only spent like ten dollars. And so, technically, one might consider that to be stealing. I don't think that's stealing. That is getting the hookup because I wasn't asked to pay for those. <laughs> he just said pay for one. So, hey, I was just doing what I was told. Um, And man, this went on for about. I did this for a couple of months, man. It was and my seat. And even to this day, like I, I keep all my CDs in a box, but. I got so many CDs off hookups, man. Like that, that hookup was, it was beautiful, man. <laughs> it was dope, man. It was like, it was only like me and a couple of other guys that did it. But, um, you know, I, that was the way that I could, you know, offset the cost of CDs. And then, you know, again, being a hip hop head in the nineties, you can just imagine just in, from 94 to 95 to 96. Those are some great years as far as albums coming out. And I just remember, you know, getting CDs and not necessarily having to spend a lot of money for them. So even now to this day, I still have a CD. Well, I've, I have a CD. I used to have a CD tower, but because I don't play the CDs anymore, I just took all the CDs and put them in boxes, the boxes in my garage. And every now and then I'll go through the boxes and look and see what's in them. And, um, you know, I might pull out a CD and just listen to it for nostalgia or whatever like that. But, you know, for the most part, I, just, <laughs> I really don't have too many, too many places to play the CDs now. But, um, you know, looking back on it, I amassed you know, quite a collection <laughs> from CDs uh, just on the hookup. And that's how it was, man. It was it was a dope time. But again, if someone from that record store is listening. It wasn't me. It wasn't. (laughs) Uh, What other hookup? Oh, another hookup. Now, this one might be a little bit foreign to some of you listening because it involves phones. 
more specifically, it involves something that we used to experience back in the day called long distance. Um, basically, how long distance phone calls work. If you called outside of your area code, it was deemed a long distance phone call and you actually had to pay for that particular call. So let me give you an example. Like right now, I live in, I live in the city of Atlanta. If I call my parents, if I call my mom and my mom lives in South Carolina, if I just pick up my cell phone and just call her, you know, I'm not being charged along, even though that is technically a long distance distance call because my mother doesn't live in Atlanta and my hometown is about four hours from Atlanta. Back in the day, that would be a long distance phone call. Now we're not charged long distance, so it doesn't it doesn't even register to people. But there was a time where that was considered to be a long distance phone call. And the thing with long distance phone calls is that what they charged you per minute was like crazy. It'd be like, I don't know, two dollars a minute. (laughs) So, you know, if you if you were on a long distance phone call, you weren't going to be on there long because it costs and it could be costly if you made, you know, multiple long distance phone calls. Well, Again, I'm in college, right? No money, you know, just trying to make it. (laughs) And at this particular time, I remember one particular instance where I had a girlfriend, um, young lady I was dating, and she was back home and I was in school. And so if I called, it would be a long distance phone call. So here's the thing. You make a long distance phone call. You, you're going to need something to pay. Either you got to pay for it and And granted, I couldn't call from my dorm and say, hey, just put it on my tab in the dorm because it didn't work like that. You know, either like when I call, I would call my mom. I'd call her collect or whatever the case may be. Anyway, long story short. So. We got word. <laughs> that someone had a quote-unquote free calling card now what a calling card is is something that you could use that where you would have these prepaid minutes you would punch in the calling card number and you could make the call so in that case I could call my girlfriend I could call my mom my dad or whomever and if I use the calling card number then I don't have to worry about the cost And the person on the other end doesn't have to worry about the cost because it's all on the calling card. Now, if you got a calling card and let's say you got 30 minutes on the calling card, then that's all that you have is 30 minutes. So once those 30 minutes are up, your call is going to drop. Right. (laughs) So we got word on campus that someone had a free calling card. Now, I use the word free very loosely because I don't know. Or at the time, I didn't know where the calling card came from. All I knew was that the calling card was legit. And here's the thing. This calling card, to my knowledge, didn't have a limit on it. So you basically could get the card and just talk as long as you want it. So I got the calling card number. One of my one of my teammates gave it to me. So I called my mom. I called the girl that I was dating at the time. 
I called one of my boys. <laughs> I called my boy Zell, who's at Hampton. And so I'll be honest, I might have used that calling card four times, maybe at the most. Maybe okay, let's say five times. And I might have talked, I don't know, 20 minutes each time. So I didn't I didn't abuse it. Uh but um you know, it was dope. It was dope. And so it was a great hookup. However, <laughs> we later came to find out that there wasn't a free calling card. The calling card actually belonged to someone who worked at our university. And it had been stolen. <laughs> it had been stolen from the young lady who worked at the university. And now all of a sudden you had half of Bethay Hall on the campus of South Carolina State University using that calling card number. Dudes calling back home to talk to their girl, calling back home to talk to their mom, calling. I mean, it was people calling China <laughs> when the bill came. <laughs> the bill was like, like nine G's. <laughs> oh, man, it was crazy. But here's the thing. They didn't have the technology to necessarily say, OK, well, this call came from this number. This call came to that number. That call came because, again, it was in the dorm. Now, they could trace the calls back to, you know, if like if I call my mom, they could, you know, say, OK, well, hey, did somebody call you from this number? And, you know, my mom is like, no, I don't know. So anyway, I don't know how they rectified it. I think she reported it stolen and I think all the charges were dropped or whatever against her, you know, against her card or whatever like that. But for like, I don't know, for like a month, <laughs> that calling card was like the hottest thing on campus. <laughs> I mean, everybody was using it. And again, that's what happens when you get a hookup. Now, I will say times have changed. Uh, some of the things that we got hook, hooks up on. Uh, we got hooked up on, excuse me, uh, in the 90s, probably could get you jail time now. So um, don't do anything that I mentioned on this podcast. In fact, I didn't do anything that was mentioned on this podcast. I'm just telling a story. <laughs> but hey, thanks for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.